Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! (laughs) Good afternoon. I'm Casey Stone. Thank you so much for being with me. I see you jumping on. And I just want to say thank you so much. I'm truly honored that you're taking time out of your afternoon, out of your day to spend with me here on the Casey Stone podcast. Again, thank you so much. Will you do me a favor? Like and share this video with your friends. We want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible. Come on and you're a part of that. Amen. Thank you so much. And be sure to subscribe so that I know that you're here with me. Uh, Can't wait to just continue growing with you every single week. Um, This is such a blessing to me to be able to speak into your life and um, even receive feedback from you. I know that it blesses you. We, We receive great feedback all the time. In fact, I got an awesome message this morning from a sweet friend of ours here on the case. Stone podcast. Miss Karen, thank you for that sweet voice message that you left for me. Uh, It really ministered to me. Uh, As always, if you have any prayer requests, any of you have prayer requests, just leave them in the comment section. I'd love to pray for you. Um, You can also email them to us at info at stoneministries.online and I will pray for each of you um, uh, as you send those in. Uh, if these uh, podcasts are ministering to you and maybe you've thought about financially sowing seed, uh, donating financially to this ministry to help us continue what we're doing, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. There's going to be a P.O. box on your screen right now that you can mail your gift to, uh, or you can also find a link to give in the description of this video. Thank you so much in advance for that as well. I want to look in Philippians chapter 3 today. Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is is writing here, and he begins with one word that I think is extremely interesting. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul is writing, and he says, rejoice. Finally, my brethren, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Now, just a quick note, this is not the Apostle Paul uh, rejoicing because he's seated on a, on a beach in California somewhere, <laughs> right? He's, he's not in a luxurious state of mind right now, or maybe he's in a luxurious state of mind. He's not in a luxurious state in the physical uh, while he's writing this. He's actually in prison, and he says, rejoice. Now, what's interesting is that the word rejoice here in the original text means to be glad, but it also is to be glad and lean in to what God is doing. Be glad and lean in to what God is doing. He's encouraging the Philippian church to rejoice. Be glad and lean in to what God is doing. And then right after he says that, he makes this statement. He says, it's not tedious for me to to say this to you again, right? Don't think of this as tedious. This is what's going to keep you safe. That's what Paul says. He tells them, rejoice, be glad, and lean into what God is doing. This is what's going to keep you safe. Leaning in and being glad and and being a part of what God is doing is what's keeping us safe? Yeah, absolutely. How and why? Why why do we need to be kept safe? Listen, he tells us in in verses 2 and 3. He says, because there's dogs and there's evildoers that want to stop what God is doing. 
There's dogs and there's evildoers. There's mutilation. There's all kinds of things happening that they are trying to stop what God is doing. Come on, you can look around you right now in your life. Look around in what we're facing in the world today. And you can find, to, for, at whatever extreme level you'd like to, to notice, you can find dogs and evildoers that are trying to stop what God is doing by stopping you from doing what God is doing. Amen. Amen. And if Paul recognized that then, and it's still happening today, then he had a point. This is something that we need to take note of. Rejoice. Lean in to what God is doing. Come on. People are going to try to add man-made ideas and doctrines and then try to present it to you as they're trying to perfect what already is perfected. Amen. Amen. We have to keep our eyes open. Lean in. Dogs and evildoers are trying to stop what we are doing. Right? That's how they're trying to stop what God's doing, is stopping what we are doing. But if we, stayed, if we stayed leaned in to what God is doing, then it can't be stopped. Amen? Amen. I told our congregation on Sunday, uh, many of you know I'm a pastor of the best church. I'm the pastor of the best church on this side of heaven in Quinlan, Texas. It's called Generation Faith Center. But uh, I, I told our congregation on Sunday, I said, if we lean in to what God is doing, then we won't be distracted by what God is not doing. Amen. If we lean into what God is doing, we won't be distracted by what God's not doing. You know, there's a, a scripture that says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In prayer time a couple of months ago, uh, Holy Spirit just began to minister to me with that verse. And what I wrote down in my prayer journal is, something that I heard Holy Spirit say, and he said, when you submit to God, you have to resist the devil. You can't, you can't play both sides. You've heard of riding the fence, like straddling the fence. You can't play both sides. If you're resisting the, if you're not resisting the enemy, then you're going the same direction and doing the same things as he's doing. Wow. Let that sink in for just a second. If you're not resisting the enemy, then that means you're going in the same direction and doing the same things that he is doing. Wow. That's crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Moving on. Continuing in Philippians chapter 3, Paul tells us that we worship God in the Spirit. We worship God in the Spirit. The word worship here in the original text is latreo. Latreo. Can you say that? Latreo. <laughs> latreo means to minister to or to serve right? With acts of service to minister to, or to provide service to, to do acts of service. So serving and ministering to God in the natural realm, according to this glorifies God in the spirit realm, ministering to, or giving God service here in the natural realm glorifies God in the spirit realm, your ministry, your service to God, your worship as what as what it's referencing here is infinite, I mean, we can even say eternal, eternally valuable to your life. Your worship, your service to God is eternal in value for your life. God takes eternal value in that. It, it glorifies him in the spirit realm. Why? Because worship is how we connect to God while we are here. Worship is how we connect to God. Many times, uh, you know, we, we talked about our purpose uh, and many times purpose in the original text simply means, uh, describes as being the intentions of God, the intentions of God. 
So not only are you a carrier of his presence, you're a carrier and a deliverer of his intentions, right? Serving him, worshiping him. Serving coffee on Sunday mornings is worshiping God. Changing diapers in the nursery on Sundays or Wednesdays is worshiping God. Volunteering at a ministry food bank is worshiping God. Praying for someone is worshiping God. Sowing seed is worshiping God. Anything that we do that is, that is uh, delivering God's intentions in the earth with our purpose, right? God's intentions in the earth. Anything that we do leaning in to what God is doing and being a part of that is worship. Paul says it's serving God, it's service to God, and it is worship. God receives that as worship. How powerful. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Even though some worship, I'll agree with you, even though some worship doesn't seem as glamorous as others, (laughs) it's all glorifying to God. Amen. And it's eternally accounted to your account in heaven. I like to tell my children, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of past it now, but, but they went through a stage as I'm sure, you know, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're going through it. I went through it. You, we have to change our mindset from worship being an obligation to worship being a response. Amen. Worship cannot be an obligation. It has to be a response. Serving God does not, cannot be an obligation. It just has to be a response. The way that I changed my mindset and the way that I encouraged my children to change their mindset is instead of saying, oh, we have to. No, you don't have to. You get to. <laughs> oh, I have to, I have to straighten up the chairs on Sunday morning before church. No, of course not. You don't have to. You get to. Oh, that's powerful. Come on, just that simple change in your mind. I have to change this baby's diaper again. No, you don't have to. You get to. Worship is a response. Will you say that? Say worship is my response to God. Worship, say it again. Worship is my response to God. (laughs) I love that so much. Apply that. Apply that. That'll help you today. I promise you. I want you to look in your own time. I just want to, to uh, paraphrase a story for you in 2 Samuel chapter 6. You don't have to look at it right now. Just make a note and then go back and read it. Um, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, David is transporting the ark of the Lord. He's transporting the ark. And um, the Bible tells us that when they came to a certain place in the road, one of the oxen that were that was helping transport tripped on a cobblestone tripped on a piece of loose rock in the road and uh, a guy named Uzzah reaches up to steady the ark to to make sure that it doesn't fall and because you were not able to touch the presence of God at that time come on somebody say thank God for Jesus (laughs) now you're a carrier of the presence amen but at that time you couldn't touch the presence of God so Uzzah was trying to do a good thing and he reached up to save the God's presence from falling and the Bible says that he dropped dead just like that what Uzzah dropped dead (laughs) I I read stories like that and I I really do say thank God for Jesus because I feel like I would have been Uzzah I don't know about you, but I would have been the Uzzah. I would have been the guy thinking he's doing something good and then dropping dead because you weren't supposed to touch the presence of God. So thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. But David gets mad. <clears throat> David doesn't know. He, he's, he's frustrated with this. Um, and then he just stops and says, I'm not, I'm not transporting the presence. I'm not transporting the ark of God. It can stay right here. In fact, it can stay at Obed-Edom's house. And Obed-Edom's like, what? Don't, don't put that in my house, right? No. <laughs> but if he did, he'd be like, kids, don't touch it. Nobody get around. Nobody touch that, that ark of the Lord, right? Keep it, keep, it out of, keep it at a distance. Kids, stay away from it. But if you read the story, what ends up happening, <laughs> I have five kids, so that's immediately where my mind goes. If you read the story, you find out what ends up happening. What begins to happen, because the ark was stored at Obed-Edom's house, and what begins to happen in Obed-Edom's life is everything begins to increase. Everything begins to increase. His crops grew, his finances grew, his businesses grew. His life was enriched and increased. Enriched and increased. How many, maybe you're watching today, how many of you have began to recognize a difference when you started hosting the presence of God? When you got saved and the presence of God moved in, I know that you have because he's the same faithful God to us. Amen, that he was to Obed-Edom. We're hosting the presence. We're hosting his presence. And God, he's the God of increase. So wherever he is begins to increase. Amen, amen. Maybe you've not made that decision today. It's so simple. Just receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the presence of God moves in. So powerful. Obed-Edom's life was changed dramatically by the presence of God. And when that happened, Obed-Edom began to respond to God. He began to have a response to God, just naturally began to respond. And that response is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 15 and 16. Both chapters, you see Obed-Edom's name everywhere. You go back and read those two chapters. Man, every time there was an opportunity to serve the presence of God or to do work for his kingdom, Obed-Edom was right there. Come on. <laughs> the Bible says, you, you go read. He was, a, he was a, a musician. He was a doorkeeper. He was a gatekeeper. He was hanging out with the elders. Every other line is Obed-Edom, Obed-Edom, right? Why? Why? Because he had a natural response to worship God. Oh, whoo, do services for the kingdom, services for the presence of God, serve in any way, any capacity that he could. Why? Because he recognized the increase and the blessing that God's presence had brought to his life. And Obed-Edom had a natural response to God just to serve him, to serve him. If the presence of God did that in my life, then I want to serve anywhere that the presence of God is. Think about that. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Now, now don't hear me say today that, that these works are what's getting you to heaven. I want to make that very clear. We don't work to get to heaven. We work because we already get to, not have to. Remember, we get to go to heaven. See, our working is just a natural response. Our service to God and his house and to ministry is a natural response for the presence and the blessing of God that we've experienced in our life. And if it's not a natural response, then we need to, we need to check us out. We need to make sure that our heart is in the right posture, receiving from God. Amen. We need to make sure that our mind is, is, is looking and finding the good, that our spirit is being able to uh, seek out and know the good things and see the good things that God's doing in our life, the blessing, and then have a natural response to worship him, 
to worship him like the Apostle Paul is saying here. Again, we're not working to get to heaven. We're working because we already get to go to heaven. Amen. So powerful. It's our response to God and it glorifies him in the spirit. Amen. Our response glorifies him in the spirit. Not only that, he gets double glory, double honor. Why? Because our worship, our service to him is glorifying him in the spirit. And Matthew chapter 5, 16 says that other people are going to see that service, see that work that you're doing for God and give God glory. Come on. It's a win-win. It's a win-win for him. So who is leaving this broadcast today and running to the nearest ministry and signing up to be a volunteer? <laughs> Come on. They will be grateful for you. I promise. Let it be your natural response to the blessing and the presence of God in your life. Amen. Come on. That's, that's so, so good. Will you say it one more time? Say worship is my response. Amen. Yes, it is. I'm proud of you. And I cannot wait to hear the testimonies of the blessing of God. Come on, watch how God responds to your response. So good. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a powerful thing. And I can't wait to hear about it. I love you. Yes, you. And I'll see you next week. God bless you.